Yes, my girl. Constance Hall, one of the most talked about bloggers in the country. A look out! Opinionated, raw, thought-provoking, and never shy to have an opinion. Annalise is her best friend. The yin to her yang. The gale to her Oprah. She's the chic one. Just ask her. A show for queens, by queens. No topic is too taboo. A shame-free, judge-free space. Oversharing, commiserating, and celebrating. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls! Good morning, happy Sunday, Constance. I'm Hello, l- Annalise. I'm loving your little punky Brewster get-up you've got going on this morning. I'm exhausted. I've had no sleep. I look like punky Brewster and I ate a cheese sausage for breakfast. Winning at life. <laughs> Winning. <laughs> now, Con, I'm going to be telling people all about your first kiss today because I was actually there. I don't know if you recall it, but I, I do, do in graphic kiss. detail and I can't I wait. I reckon we could call him. We could get his number <laughs> and call him. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't want to talk to you. <laughs> um, and what else, Con? You've got something fun to share. Um... I found out something about Denzi, my boyfriend, yes. that I didn't previously know. Something that even I find weird. Now, I don't find very many things weird, so oh. you're going to find what? this so creepy oh that you might not want to air it. <laughs> okay, just warning you. <laughs> um, also, the huge news of this week, T-Swizzle, Taylor Swift. T-Swizzle. How come you've got all these buzzwords? Are you 18? I am, T-swizzle? actually. Yeah, I am 18. Thanks. Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah, we're going to be chatting all about that next. This is the Queen Sesh. Now, the biggest news of the week, and everyone's heard about it, it's everywhere, is Taylor Swift getting groped while getting a photo taken of her after a radio interview, and she's now had the man fired. Or she didn't have the man fired, did she? The radio station chose to fire her. Is that what happened, Dan? Yeah, that's right. So she reported it to the radio station, mm-hmm. uh, and they chose to fire him. He then tried to sue Taylor Swift and her mum, and yep. now she has filed a civil suit. Um, and won for and won. Assault. Oh, she yeah. won. See, yeah, this is how loop I am. Yeah. Wicked. <laughs> so I, I was just like blown away by some of her like awesome comebacks in the courtroom. Like she was pretty cool. She yeah. was pretty held together, old Taylor. So the bounce back of that is that a lot of women in the industry have come out and said, uh, Fifi Box, I read an, in- an article yesterday, said that uh, she was sexually harassed at work. I've been really intrigued with the responses, especially from men. Mm. I've been le- reading a lot of articles, a lot of you're asking for it, a lot of why come out about it now. If you don't come out about it at the time, you should forever hold your peace. And I just thought it was disgusting. I was like, are they serious? Like, sexual harassment in the workforce is so rife, not just in the media industry, because I've only, like, this is my first radio gig, you know. I've been in hairdressing in Hospo forever. And I don't know if you remember Hospo, Anne's, but how many times were you propositioned by a boss in hospitality? I don't think anyone was really into me, but I'm sure it happened. I, I'm sure it happened to lots of yeah. There was lots of hookups, yeah, with management, not with me, but for some reason. I was but, constantly getting propositioned, even by the gross ones. Mm. Like you know, there were some cute guys that I went out with, and yes, I did sleep around quite a bit while I was working in hospitality. Mm, but then does. I was constantly getting pressured, like in restaurants, by like old sleazy men that owned the restaurant to like kiss them at the back of the car park and stuff. And it's bloody disgusting. And the fact that we feel like I feel personally. Like, if I was to write an article about this now, 
Australia would jump on me because I've read all the responses to all these brave women who have come out. It's pretty rank. Yeah. No, I I just don't see why it matters when you come out and speak about it because I don't either. whenever you do, whenever you choose to come out and speak about something like this, it is obviously so, so difficult to talk about and I don't think anyone would come out and say anything like that for any sort of publicity or to cash in on anything. I mean, it's a horrible experience that they're sharing I and I think women like Fifi Box and Taylor Taylor Swift have paved the way for young women to come out and talk about it as well that might not have had, um, I guess, yeah, had mm. might not have felt comfortable to talk about it previously. Absolutely. It's giving us all a language to talk about it with because there was definitely a time where you just thought of it as acceptable and I think a lot of us are now looking back and going, hang on, the things that happened to me years ago aren't acceptable. Mm. So we might not have ever known at the time that we had the right to speak up. I absolutely love T-Swizzle and, and Fifi for what they've, um, you know, just fought for their rights and to show people that it's not right because it's not right. Exactly. Mm. I'm with you. I'm with you, Taylor. I'm with you, Fifi Box. Good on you. All women should be speaking up about this kind of crap. And next, Con, I can't wait to hear about the weird thing that you found out about your partner. <laughs> I can't wait to tell you. Literally on the edge of my seat. <laughs> the Queen Sesh. So, Annalise, yes. I found out something about my partner, Denim. Yes. That... <laughs> It was really, really odd. Okay, now I'm going to be honest. It didn't gross me out, but I know it will gross out all of our listeners, and I know yes. it gross out you, which yes. is the most important thing to me. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> we were driving. We drive the drive to like Bunbury to Margaret River all the time mm. because that's where I work, and that's where we live. And he was like, "Hey." Can I tell you something? And I was like, yeah, because every time we go past this like forest, he always goes, hey, Arnold, that's where his dog's buried. Okay. okay? And he's lo- he loved his dog more than anything in the whole world. He's obsessed with his dog. He's that's like, nice. Yeah, I know. He goes, like, once a couple of years after um, Arnold died, I decided to bury him to dig him up and <gasps> collect his paw. <laughs> and I was like, why? And he was like, just because I missed him so much and I was travelling around Australia and I wanted to bring his paw with me. And he's, so I put his bone, like his paw, on my, <laughs> on my dash. And I and it came for the trip around Australia with me. <laughs> and now I have this like ongoing joke with him. I'm like, so honey, if I died, <laughs> would you be like doing the like drive through Maccas and like handing them the money with like my hand? And my skeleton hand. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, probably. Like, does that make you feel better? <laughs> does he still have the paw? Is it still there? No, I think he lost the paw doing his um doing his trip, but he's thinking about digging it up and getting another paw. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> And then he goes to me, did that gross you out? And I was like, nah. And he's like, I love you. (laughs) But you know what? Now I've got visions of him like digging in the middle of the night, you know, like you see those those crime shows. Yeah, with one of those like um, helmets with a torch on the front. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm envisioning. (laughs) Well, I've I've been with my husband for nearly 10 years, but when we first met, he used to get changed in the morning, get ready for work in the bathroom. I I would never see him get dressed. Frank, what was he doing? I just, after a while, I kind of, I had to say something. I'm like, why do you sort of scroll away and get ready in, in, in hiding? I don't get it. And he confessed that he had an excessive sweating problem. And so <laughs> he would strap to his T-shirts because he wore T-shirts under shirts as well, which oh I thought was weird God. for someone in 20s. His- Sanitary pads. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. I promised you. I cannot believe I haven't told you. 
All right, so, but this is really common and we want to hear your stories next. This is really common, digging well, up dogs' paws and strapping pads to your armpits. This is no, really common, listeners. This, okay, and this if is you weird. have these problems. <laughs> We're with weirdos, but I'm sure there are other weird things that people have hidden from their partners when they first met. I can't wait to hear them. This is the Queen Sesh. Now, before the break, me and Annalise were doing what we do best, which is bitching about our partners. Mm. And this, this time it was about weird things that our partner's done. It turns out Clarence, Annalise's husband, wears, <laughs> used to wear sanitary pads in, under his armpits to work to stop the sweat. And uh, my beautiful fiancé, Denim, dug up his dead dog so that he could take its paw with him around the country on a road trip. And, um, yeah, just slightly weird, slightly off-track yeah. to- topics. And we've asked some people to call in and, Annalise, the response has been baffling. Yeah, overwhelming, really. Uh, we've got Beck from Melbourne. And <laughs> what did your partner hide from you, Beck? Stop <laughs> <laughs> laughing. Sorry, I can't. Um, he just failed to tell me that he didn't have a driver's licence. And he was driving around. I drove us everywhere. He <gasps> took me into hospital when I had our daughter, <gasps> everything. <laughs> Right. What? I'm with him and on that. You know, if you're going to drive without your licence, the less, less people that know, the better. Yeah, but hang on. How long did, he, how long did the lie go for if, he, if you were well, pregnant? We've been together three and a half years when we got married and I found oh out God. ten days after we got married with <laughs> policemen at my front door. Oh, my God. <laughs> but this is amazing. I actually love a man with commitment like that. He committed to his life. I love to hear that. <laughs> yeah, you tell him that Constance is on his side with this one. Why didn't you? Why didn't you just go and get his license? Well, he'd lost it and just declined to tell me that he'd uh, lost it. Okay, <laughs> that makes yeah. Well, that sense. can be embarrassing, mm, you know. Yep. I don't yep. like to just divulge my criminal past when I first meet somebody. Thank you so much, <laughs> Beck, for sharing that with us. That's okay. Some of the comments were a bit grim um, that came through, but the yes, one... I read them. Some of them I was like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. But the one that literally had me, L-O-L-ing, was someone said that their partner hid the fact that they didn't have a belly button. <laughs> oh, my God, I read that one as well. I read that one as well. And then somebody's come out and they're like, but what about the umbilical cord? <laughs> they, how did they survive in the womb? And she said, I think it might have been an alien. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'd be. I don't think I could keep going out with him. I'd be I really know. weird. It's like his tummy has no face. No. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, con glory bowl. We're gonna glory relive bowl. your first ever kiss. I can't wait. The Queen sesh. We do love to every now and then go into our glory bowl. We do, and I've never realised how many of my embarrassing memories you were storing. I know in that head of yours. <laughs> I think of them at night before I go to bed. I know. I just rock up to work and I look at my run sheet and it shows me what Annalise wants to humiliate me with this week. <laughs> and I go, cool. This week she's yeah. um, she's brought up my first kiss. Yes. Which was an interesting experience. I, You know, a first kiss is always going to be a bit awkward. Mm. Like the first tongue kiss we're talking, not just mm. a peck. I did that with a guy called Green. if you're out there, babe. <laughs> and um, that was like year five. But in year seven I was, you know, the cool chick with the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And so... Everybody in our class, including Annalise orchestrated this, Mm -hmm. she wanted us to have our first French kiss and she's such a creep that she wanted to watch. Naturally. So naturally she got everybody to put in money. Mm -hmm. And how much money did you guys come up with, like two bucks or something? Two dollars in total. Two dollars. In total. To get me to kiss him in front of everyone. But me and him were really mature and we thought, well, no, we want our first kiss to be on our own. Really? So we went into my room 
and we had our first kiss and then, and it was just like terrible. Like it was just two Ugh. people's teeth touching Ugh. and like a bit of a tongue touch and then we both sort of shivered and got <laughs> away from each other. And then we went out into my lounge, into my um, front yard and we did it again. And Annalise for, to this day still doesn't believe me that we actually did kiss in my room. She thinks that that was a lie. But because she kept, you kept saying to me all night because we had a sleepover, you're like, you didn't really do it. Just admit that you didn't really kiss in your room. The first one was in the garden. <laughs> Why did and I, I was like, I don't know. You're obsessive. And what what I didn't tell you, or maybe I did tell you, but I can't remember. What? Was that, well, when we went into my bedroom. Oh, no. We sat on my bed for a second and, like, he just moved my blanket a little bit with his hands. Okay. And he found this big brown blood stain. <gasps> On my bed, on my, and he like visibly like did like a dry wretch type thing and moved the sheet back. And <laughs> I still scored a first kiss, so oh I was pretty impressed with that. But yeah, you know oh when God. you when you're all of eleven. <laughs> yeah, Richard. Best day of my life. Richard, I'm not going to say your last name because I saw it in cafe recently. <laughs> I watched you count my children, Richard. He, he counted my children and he thanked his lucky stars. One, he, two, three, four. Yeah, not he me. was like, yeah, one, two, three, four. Yeah, cool. See you, Con. Great to see you. Good to see you doing well. Try the trash. Bye. That's my girl. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls. And we're gearing into the second half of the sesh con. I can't wait. Annalise. We've, we've, it's, look, I don't know. I think we've peaked. It's going to be hard to beat. We haven't peaked. <laughs> It's just that you get me. You make me talk about serious things. That's what happens. <laughs> well, no, you've got. You do have some advice, but I okay. don't know. Is it serious? Your do's and don'ts. I've got. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> I've got the do's and don'ts of dating somebody with children. Yeah. Mm. Um. I don't really have any do's. I only have don'ts. I'm just okay. that kind of girl. Yeah, I'm, that's fair enough. <laughs> I'm a negative. I, pun- I, I yeah. yeah, I teach with punishment, not positive reinforcement. So Perfect. I'm just going to talk about all the things that my partner, Denim, has stuffed up since I met him. That's great. I think people can learn from this. So yeah, I, Everyone's going to learn from this. Can't wait. Uh, we're also going to be chatting to a marriage equality expert all about the postal vote so that we know what we're doing. Very important cool. stuff. Very high brow. And, yep. and I'd like to talk about my dear friend, Sally Faulkner. Yes. If you don't know who Sally Faulkner is, think 60 Minutes, think... Parent alienation. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's next. This is the Queen Sesh. So this week, my friend Sally Fortner's made headli- headlines again, mm-hmm. and this time, her ex-husband Ali has made some comments in the media, and one of them that was a headline on a tabloid, the Gold Coast Bulletin, says Sally's kids happy without her. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I think that the Gold Coast Bulletin dessert owes Sally an apology for that because I can guarantee and swear to you that her children are not happy without her. She is their mother. She has done everything in her. She doesn't sleep. She doesn't live her life without thinking every second of the day about her children. She sent me a photograph that somebody from her children's school in Lebanon sent her and it was all these happy little kids and it was her little Layla just looking out the window with the saddest look on her face. And, and Con, for, for people who aren't familiar with Sally Faulkner. Sorry, I forget that not everybody is familiar. She is the mum who um, went, to her, she had full custody of her children. She allowed her ex-husband to take them for a holiday to see his family in Lebanon mm-hmm. and he never brought them back. So she, um, so she engaged 60 minutes and they went to get the children, but something happened there. What it, whatever it was that happened was unclear, but somehow they got caught and she went to jail there. She yeah. got 
granted, kidnapping her own kids. <clears throat> for kidnapping her own kids, she got granted bail and was allowed to leave the country. He got a payout, and that's that. He's keeping the kids. Yeah, she had to sign. She had to accept that she had to relinquish custody in order to come back to Australia. Her and I have become friends since then. We had a mutual friend who connected us. I've written a couple of articles about Sally because it's just every mother's worst nightmare is parental alienation. So probably every father's worst nightmare as well. The public perception of Sally is out of control. She's been stalked by the Daily Mail. They are saying things about that she's driving a new car and that she's you know building a new house. She has a new partner and a new baby, and they're building a house. Like they're making out as if she's being really lavish, which she's absolutely not. She's spending all of her money on trying to get her children back, engaging lawyers. Mm. She's doing everything that she can. Her heart's broken. And so for me to turn on the internet the other day and to see a tabloid that says happy without her, it just crushed me. And I was, there's obviously nothing I can do. There's nothing any of us can do except offer our condolences. But I, yeah, I'm appalled in Australian media that this woman is suffering. She can't even have any contact. He's not allowing any contact. He's not even allowing Skype. They used to Skype. When she talked to me about the last time that she saw her children in, I think it was a McDonald's play centre, like a park type indoor park thing there Mm. and saying goodbye to her children. When she talks about that, you can't have a straight face. You are in tears Instantly, like it's just, it's heartbreaking. I'm so, so, so ashamed of the Australian media. If you're listening, Sal, we love you at the Queen Sess. You are our number one girl. And if there's anything that we can do, let us know. The Queen Sesh. Uh, if you've listened to, listened to the show before, you know I'm a huge fan of trash TV. <laughs> yeah, I live trash for everything. it. It's my life. Yeah. And um, sometimes I make Con talk about trash TV with me on the show. It's, it's my <laughs> highlight. And The Bachelor is something I usually love this show, Con. I really do. Why don't you love it this time? <sighs> it's gotten worse. Mm, I actually like this. I like this guy, this bachelor, more than any of the others. Yeah, Maddie's Maddie's cool, but I think he's cute. Yeah, he is. But okay, so I turned on the TV the other night. There was a woman in a cage drinking a glass of wine in a cage. <laughs> and then two girls grabbed That's cream pies <laughs> and smashed each other in the face with cream pies. What? Yeah. I mean, and they were playing some sort of board well, game, Alice, like live did you, board. I'm sorry, did you expect that you were tuning it on for, like, the front line of feminism? No, but I, they didn't used to be this. Or may, maybe I'm just getting more It's always more been this bad. Know. Yeah, you are just mm. opening your eyes up to a little bit. But on a funny note, can we talk about the fact that Richie's girlfriend left him for another woman? Yes. <laughs> and, like, the other one of the other girls he dated last year... Went, went no, out with a woman after him as well? No, two of the contestants hooked up Con. Well, they, he's turning women into <laughs> lesbians. He's doing his bit for marriage equality, Richie. Now, I just want to reach out to Richie because I have, you know, like had a boyfriend who the first sexual partner he had after me was another man. Mm. And, um, you know, it does hit you in the feels. You think, what kind of a lover am I? <laughs> And Richie, this is now three no, times. It's got nothing to do with you, Richie. It's just a coincidence mm. that three women who have dated you in the last year have now turned to women. Do you know what I was thinking, Con? You know how we always have these moments where we're like, you know what, we're just going to leave men, we're going to start up a women and only Oh, definitely. Commune. If things don't we're work out children. with me and Denim, yeah. I've already said it, I'm going, I'm going for women. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of words I could have used right then, but I respect our producers <laughs> and I just said I'm going for women. I am woman. <laughs> yeah, so I, I reckon it's something about being in that complex and living in a women's only commune where they go, hey, 
This actually makes sense. This is I, better. Hey, do you know That's what? Referring us. back to our yes, last week's show with that beautiful sex therapist yes. who said that she thinks one of the main reasons that we're having bad sex is because women aren't feeling considered. Mm. I've thought about that all week. But if I lived with another woman, I would always feel considered. When I stay the night at your house, mm. I always feel considered. Yeah. Best life. This is yeah, best lifing with another mm. woman. Yeah, that's us. This is the Queen Sesh. Now this segment I've sort of glossed up as a bit of a do's and don'ts of going out with somebody who has kids, but really I just wanted to complain about my partner Denim for Great. a little for a little section. First don't mm. is this has bugged me all week and I did get his permission because when we started dating I said to him, You wanna date me? Everything that we do is public and he's just <laughs> he's gone head first and agreed. So I don't even need to, you know, run these things by him, but he reads all the time. Mm, that's nice. What sort of book? Like book. How thing? is that nice? How is that nice when we have six kids <laughs> and, and I work full time? How is it nice that somebody can read? How am I supposed to look at somebody reading the Nick Cave bio- biography and thinking that's nice? No, it's not oh. nice. You're rubbing it in my face that you've got time to read. If I had time to read, I would fall asleep within the third line because mm. that's how exhausted I am. That's the first don't. Don't read. Second don't that I'm going <laughs> to say and I feel a bit mean now because he really has got a heart of gold but yeah. don't criticize me on how I'm disciplining my kids. <sighs> oh no. Okay? No. Because like I feel like to an untrained eye Arlo might look like a massive drainer and it might come across <laughs> like Arlo's ruined everybody's days. How, how, how old's Arlo that. now? Five. Five, yeah. It's and tough, like, boys. you know, he likes to tell me that he doesn't want his dinner and scream, I hate you as he storms up the stairs. Mm. And me, <laughs> I'm an ignorer of the bad and appraiser of the good with my children. So that's what I do. I'm going, okay, just ignore that, darling. Everybody else eat. I don't really care if he doesn't eat his dinner. Like, I just don't care. I'm not going to give him ice cream after it. You know, like, that's my way of punishing him. But I'm not going to scream at him and lock him in his room or do anything stupid like that. And Denim's just glaring at me, just going, you let him ruin our dinner again. And I'm just like, it makes my blood boil. And then I realised that you, when you are in a new relationship, I don't tell him how to discipline his kids. Mm. His kids are beautiful kids, I have to admit it. They are. But, you know, like they make mistakes. They listen to the worst songs <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I have to listen to them in my car. And it's like I can't even say the words that come in these songs. Mm. And if they were my kids, they'd be going, turn it on. I don't want to listen to that. But, you know, he just laughs and sings along. <sighs> and so I, I honestly think when you're in a relationship with two people that have kids, leave the disciplining up to the person who's the biological parent until maybe, I don't know, I haven't really like, had that much experience in blending our family and maybe in five years things will change. But at the moment I'm just like, stop telling me this. You may as well be telling me I'm a crap mum by telling me that I'm not disciplining my children right, you know? Mm-hmm. Denim, Thanks for listening. if you're listening, <laughs> I think just a couple of um, notes a couple there, of notes. Denzi. Oh, D- oh, Denzi knows about it because okay. I I've screamed it at him all the time, <laughs> and he's the passive one, you know. Like he, I I was like you, and he's like me. You're the one screaming like a banshee. He called me a banshee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Con up next. We're going to be talking about Queen Vice and we have a politician on. So just brace oh, yourself. That's really fun. So just um, make sure that, you know, we don't go anywhere that we can't go with politicians. Okay. Is, Where can't we go with politicians? Well, just, you know, how you can I get thought we sometimes. could go everywhere with anyone and that's no. why that's the Queen's <laughs> <fish>. <laughs> We just We don't want you going viral on this one. It's, uh, it's all about the postal vote for marriage equality. So good stuff up how next. How about I just sit here in silence? Love you. Love you too. <laughs> 
Queen Sesh. And it's nearly time for us to end the sesh, but very importantly, before we do, Queen Vice Con, which is advice for queens. Yes. And we don't, yes, um, yeah, we don't like giving advice. No. <laughs> but we, <laughs> we do, we like this getting the, this advice. This is the part of the show that we outsource to yes. experts. I'm all about outsource. And very, very important issue this week, which is the postal vote on marriage equality. And to tell us how it will work, we've got Alex Greenwich. He's an independent MP for Sydney. He's the co-chair of Australian Marriage Equality. Welcome and to he, the Queen Sesh. And he's our queen today. Yeah. Welcome to the Queen Sesh, Alex. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so, Alex, tell us, why is this so important that we all get on board and vote? Well, it's critical that what people do now is enrol to vote. So there is a mm-hmm. deadline of the 24th of August, that's just okay. a few days away, right. to be able to participate in the proposed postal vote on marriage laws. So people need to go to aec.gov.au mm-hmm. and follow the prompts to be able to enrol or indeed update your enrolment details. Uh, we need to make sure as many people as possible are on the electoral roll, as many supporters of marriage equality are signed up to participate. Yep. So, okay, so we've got to make sure we're enrolled and then what will happen? We'll receive something in the mail and we've just got to keep an eye out and make sure that we all vote and then get our vote back. So that's the sort of mechanics of it. That's right. So yeah. we're still waiting to see sort of what are the rules and guidelines of this process. But what we know now is the most important thing is, is to get on the electoral roll, yeah. especially because there's something like 250,000 Australians between the ages of 18 and 24 who are not on the electoral roll. And as you can imagine, that group of people mm, yeah, are probably yeah. more likely to support marriage equality. So all the youngies out there, you need to enrol. Will they get a fine if they haven't enrolled yet? The, the postal vote plebiscite is a voluntary, non-binding exercise. Um, yeah. So because it's voluntary, people won't get fined. Um, but, of course, we need to make sure that if this does go ahead, as many people vote for it because we've got to make sure yeah. uh, that we win it that we get a strong majority across the country in support of, um, you know, people's friends and family members who are gay or lesbian being treated equally by the law. Now, what about this non-binding yes? We've been told that a a no will be a definite and a yes is non-binding. This is one of the concerns about the process, uh, which is it's the government's job to legislate for marriage equality. They've said they don't want to do their job and they're going to do this survey of the community to see what they think about marriage equality. It's not an ideal situation at all, but what would be worse is if we didn't participate and if for some reason we lost. So we need to make sure that this process sends a strong strong message that Australians value fairness and equality and they want everybody to be treated equal under the law. When you get it in the mail, just consider it as, you know, your RSVPing yes um, to a whole bunch of really great weddings. Mm, yes, that's exactly yes, right. I love that. And also, who knows what's around the corner? Your boyfriend might piss you off so much that you're a lesbian next year. You, we all watch The Bachelor. Uh, for more info, head to australianmarriageequality.org. They've got all the how-tos and, and also all your other questions answered and do you there know what, as well. Alice, can I just add while we're talking about this plebiscite, as awful as it is that it's come to this, I think if we get a big yes, we're going to feel so good. We're going to feel like there's the power for the people. Yep. We've overrode the stupid government's decided not to do it mm-hmm. and we've said we don't we they don't represent us yeah. that's what we're saying to the rest of the world so please i'm even going to do it and i never do any paperwork that's us for another week chat to us anytime on our facebook thank you for page, joining us queen beautiful sesh. Queens. Uh, also extended interviews uh you can catch up the queen sesh catch up check it out and that's it for us thanks for listening have a beautiful week 
Thanks, cheekies. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. This is the Queen Sesh. Uh, and this is just for our beautiful pod queens. Um, and also, if you could subscribe to the podcast, um, leave us a rating or a review. We would greatly appreciate it. And this is our X-rated extra con. So yep. if there's any little ears listening, probably three and over, maybe just shut them down. Or if you just don't really feel like listening to Annalise talk about her sex life. Yeah. Um, block my ears too. So also my mum and dad, if you could actually not Trev, listen to this. We know you're listening, Trev. <laughs> no, my dad didn't listen to the last one, but my mum actually did anyway. Oh, beautiful. So you've had your warning. Um, so last week on, we had a bit of a sexy queen sesh, which I yes. loved. Yeah, I, I noticed you were taking it all on board. <laughs> <laughs> so we had we had a sexologist, Dr. Nikki Goldstein, in and Nikki. girl we, crushing Nikki. Oh my god! Like, Annalise has actually been screenshotting Nikki's comments on our Facebook page and sending them to me and go and like hashtag girl crush. Why? Why it's, would you say this? And because that's how tragic you're getting. I thought we should share it with our oh ladies that have god. been with us. What on if the Nikki's podcast. listening? I'm it's so the embarrassed. Podcast extra. <laughs> As if Nikki's listening. <laughs> she might. She's like a world class sex doctor. She's not listening to our podcast. Hi, she, Nikki. Well, she might be. Okay. <laughs> so here's the thing. So she encouraged us to focus on other areas and other ways we can get pleasure and how, you know, society oh is, is like a penetration-focused, you know, blah, blah, blah. But there was, she was much better at saying it than me, obviously. Anyway, so the other night I thought, okay, I was in getting <laughs> getting down and, and dirty with my husband and um, I just noticed he started kissing my neck and I was like, oh, yes, keep doing that. And we were doing other stuff as well, but the neck, I think I had a neck orgasm. Okay. Yeah. Well, you just had like, like, is it like when you get those like orgasmatron things and you put them on your head <laughs> with the wire? Did it feel like that? I don't know. You don't know what that is, do you? No. But I actually think from neck stimulation. Oh, my God. Do you know what? I am so with you on this. Really? Yeah. I'm not just neck though. Like I, you know, as you get older, you need to be really stimulated to get your body ready to have sex, if mm. you know what I mean. For women, men get the erections. Women have the things going down in the vaginal regions. And, like, just plain vaginal area t- touching and stuff doesn't just do it for me. Sometimes I'm, I get sick of that. Mm. And, like, that doesn't really get me in the mood. And I thought to myself, oh, am I getting old? Because I wasn't really in the mood the other day. And then I was in the kitchen and I was making something to eat for the kids because I, you know, only ever make food for children. Mm. And my beautiful partner came and he wrapped his arms around my stomach and he was just holding me and, like, breathing on my neck. And mm. I was like, all of a sudden my body did the things that were telling me that it was ready to have a sexual encounter with him. And I thought, wow, it is, it's not just about your mm, sexual your organs. Bits it's down about below. everything, isn't it? I know. I can't believe that we have just uncovered this on the Queen Sesh, neck I orgasms. Just, I, and I just like to be touched all over. I don't like feeling like someone's going straight for the... Mm. The, I just don't know what words I'm even allowed to use on this show, <laughs> to be honest. I've been so scared from producers that are like, you can't say that, you can't say that, you can't say that. So I'm like, um. No, you're doing well. You've said, you know, bits and, but con, I didn't think you'd believe me. So I actually went behind your back and I emailed Dr. Nikki Goldstein. Oh, oh yeah. See, now yeah. you're trying to replace me with Nikki. <laughs> I just want an excuse to reach out, really. And um, what did, yeah, what did Nikki say? You do, you say Okay, so she said, because I said, is it medically possible? She said, look, I'm not a medical doctor, but there are cases of women who have an orgasm. There was one case of a woman who had an orgasm when she brushed her teeth and another of a woman who strokes her eyebrows and they've medically proven it. Wow. I reckon you can use your mind to give yourself an orgasm if you're horny enough. Great. 
Um, but I must say that that's amazing that you had a neck orgasm. I and know. I'm really happy for thanks, you. thanks, babe. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, on that note, ladies, sexual enjoy note, the ladies. rest of your day. Yeah. And um, your neck. don't be afraid of the neck. Is the message yeah. there? That's I'm, us. I'm down. <laughs> Love you, Queen. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> the, 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 the Queen sesh.